I want to jump right in because I have a lot to cover. This message is about the new year that we are going into. This message is going to be informative. This message is going to be a little bit prophetic. And this message will definitely be de declarative. We're going to be making some declarations at the end of this message for this new year. When you look at the year 5778, which is the Hebraic calendar year, 5778. Guys, you want to put that slide up there for me? This is uh, what it looks like in our uh, English, but that's the Hebrew right there, 5778. Now, this is an important year. When you dissect those numbers, they come up with a sentence that describes what God has in store for that year. Each letter and number is very important, and numbers are very important to God. But let me explain quickly how the Hebrew calendar works and how our Gregorian calendar works very quickly. The Hebrew calendar says this year is 5778. That means that it has been 5,778 years since the creation of man. So that is how they dictate time, is from the date man was created by God Almighty. So it has been 5,778 years since that creation occurred. Now, numbers are very important to God. He is in every detail. And I'm going to share with you just a few interesting facts so that you can see how God covers his tracks and wants you to know that he is an on-time organized God. When you look at the Hebraic calendar year of 1948, that means 1948 years after creation, that is the same year that Abraham was born. When you look at the Gregorian calendar, our calendar year of 1948, that is the year that the nation of Israel was born. It became its own state. Seventy years after Abraham was born, the Hebrew calendar year was 2018. That was the same year that God gave Abraham the first promise that he would be the father to many nations. In the Gregorian calendar year, which is coming for us in 2018, it is the 70th birthday of Israel's birth. There is more to the number 70 that we will discuss here in just a moment. But I want you to understand as I begin to lay the foundation that unlike our Gregorian calendar where we say everything ends on December 31st and new stuff begins every January 1st, the Hebraic calendar works differently. It begins to weave every year together like a tapestry revealing the big picture of God's next move. And I'll give you some examples of this. So basically what the Hebrew calendar does is whatever God gave us last year, we now add on the new thing to show us what he's going to do in this upcoming year. Here's some examples. In the year 2014, our Gregorian calendar year, the message for that year from God was look for doors. In 2015, the message for that year was these will be God-breathed entrances. So look for doors and know that these will be God-ordained and God-breathed entrances. 2016, the message from that year was divine connections will come through those doors. So we see already that God says there are going to be doors appearing and there will be people entering those doors, people with influence and divine connections. 
But then we see in the year 2017 a shift because the terms for 2017 was called the year of clashing swords. And if you look at it, it's the 5777. That would be the year for the 2017. 5777. And when you, look at, when you look at Hebrew numerals, especially the last seven in that Hebrew, it's, it's a representation, it's design looks like a sword. Therefore, the year 577, 2017, was declared early on before, before we even got to it. God knew that that would be a year of warring and clashing swords. And boy, was it ever. We had wars of words. We had wars of nations. We had wars of races. We had wars of genders. We had wars of classes. We had wars of politics. We even had man versus nature with all the hurricanes and the fires and the earthquakes. It was definitely lived up to its prophetic sentence of a year of clashing swords. It was also a year where the swords were, were the enemy's attempt to try to stop doors from opening. So we see a sequence here that every year when that last number changes, it brings a whole new additional thought and a bigger picture of God's plan. You following me so far? So this year we're entering into the year 5778. This is a very important year. Now in order to understand what this number means, you have to understand that each number is also associated with a Hebrew word. The five is a word, the seven is a word, the other seven. And here you see the Hebraic statement that the 577 makes. Hey, Zion, I and Chet. Hey, Zion, I and Chet. Behold is what the letter five means. Zion, which is where we actually get our word Zion from, means beautiful kingdom. Ion means discern. And Chet means new door. In 2014, God says, begin looking for the doors. And in 2018, he says, now the doors are here. And not only that, he says the doors are opening. That's the message for 2018. So now we begin to see how there's a sentence forming. But the letter 8, the chet in the Hebrew numeric sentence, is probably one of the most important numbers that you will hear of this year. It is significant in Scripture, and the number 8 is significant in God's plans. And here's how we know. Eight is the first day after the end of a completed period. That means that God has said, I am finished with that chapter. I'm going to start something new now. Eight is an important number, meaning I've completed my first task. Now I'm ready to move on to something else. There were eight souls saved on the ark during the great flood, and from them came new beginnings. The Hebrew covenant of circumcision occurs on the eighth day, signaling the new beginning of a baby boy's new life in God. The Sukkot, which is an eight-day festival, anticipates the new world to come. And King David was the eighth son, and his reign signaled a new beginning for the Israelites. So you see that the number eight is not to be taken lightly, but it is divinely orchestrated and ordained by God for us to pay close attention to what this numeral in this sentence means. So I want to give you the sentence for this year, 5778. What we are about to walk into, this code is now going to be given us the revelation of what you can expect. It says, Behold, 
pass through the door of the beautiful kingdom life and come together. That is the message for 2018. It says, look, the doors are now open. I want you to enter into the beautiful life and all it has. And I want you to come together and unite. That's the message. Since 2014, we've been looking for these doors. And now the doors have arrived and God is swinging them wide open. So today, I want to talk to you about this prophetic year of 5778 and the year of open doors. This is a door that we will begin to discover new things about God and about ourselves and about each other. But there are open doors and there are shut doors. We have to look at both in order to, in order to, in order to understand what God is doing. So I want to talk to you very quickly about shut doors and then we'll move into the open doors. Shut doors are as important as open doors. They can mean many different things, but mostly they mean God is trying to keep something out to protect you, or he's trying to keep you in so you won't go out and do anything foolish. Shut doors are not always a negative thing, but there is a purpose for every shut door. Shut doors in general represent old cycles that we just seem to go through in life. Things that never change. Every year looks like the last. Every year looks like the last. It's almost like deja vu. I've been here before. Every year we wait for the new end of the year saying, oh, we're so ready to get done with this, only to arrive in the new year disappointed because we go through the same revolving door and we end up that year with the same bills and the same regrets and the same failures and we just can't seem to break the cycle. But I want to share with you what God laid on my heart for this church and for Needleland today concerning this new year. He says this will be a year of breaking cycles. Old ways and old ruts you have found your way in. And now you need to accept that the shut door that you have been staring at is going to stay shut. And it's time to move on. A shut door could mean that it's time to move, that there's nothing here, nothing is going to happen. Don't keep staring at a shut door. Waiting on that man to pop the question after 10 years. I think it's safe to say, get the memo. Move on. It ain't going to happen. That's a shut door. I'm telling you, I counsel women, I'm waiting one day, he's going to do it. I just know he's going to pop the question. How long you been dating? Ten years. Oh, that's a shut door. That's a closed door. Waiting for your boss to see your potential and give you that big promotion, but he overlooks you time and time again and keeps giving it to somebody else. You say, I'll get into that college this year. I don't care if I've gotten 15 rejection letters. I'm going to get into that college. Young person, that is a good sign that that's a shut door. God's trying to steer you into another path. Some of you are waiting for that publisher's clearinghouse people to knock on your door and bring that ridiculously large check. Some of you are waiting on the dock of the bay for your ship to come in. But your ship docked in someone else's port a long time ago because you were so busy looking for what this should look like. This door is what all I see. 
Here's the problem with shut doors. Year after year, you stare at the shut door expecting the life-changing moment to move in. But you're taking your focus off of the open doors God has open all around you. You're shut in with a shut door and you can't move on. The people of Israel were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And in Deuteronomy chapter 2, God finally speaks to the people as loud and as clear as he can when he says, you have circled this mountain long enough. And I want to say that's a word for somebody here today. God says, you have done this long enough and there's not been any changes. It's time to move on. You need to stop staring at those shut doors like a pet waiting for his master to come home. The master has moved on, and now God says it's time for you to move on. But some of us are afraid to move on because we are comfortable here. We're comfortable where we are. Making decisions scares us. So I'm going to stay right where I'm familiar, right where I'm comfortable. While I was studying for this message, there were this one word kept coming to my mind, crossroads, crossroads. And crossroads can mean different things. It can mean um, uh, decisions that have to be made, turning points in your life, uh, change of direction, crossroads. And somebody here must be at a crossroads because as I began to pray uh, for this message, the word crossroads came. And so I looked up what the Bible equivalency to a crossroads were, and God brought me to Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. And this is a part of a bigger story. This is Palm Sunday, and Jesus is getting ready to enter into Jerusalem for the last week of his life. But he tells his disciples to do something very interesting, beginning in verse 1, Mark 11, verse 1. And when they came close to Jerusalem under Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent forth two of his disciples, and he said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you get there, you're going to find a colt tied whereupon no man has ever sat, loose him and bring him. And if the, any man says to you, what are you going to do with this? You just say, the Lord has need of him, and straightway he will send you with him. And verse 4, and when they went their way, they found a colt, but notice where he was. He was tied by the door in a place where two ways meet. And they loosed him and brought him to Jesus. Now, this story is not about Jesus or the disciples on a mission. This story is about, is it about a forgotten donkey colt tied at the crossroads of a village who is simply staring at a closed door day after day, watching life pass him by. And Jesus was very concerned for this donkey because he was wasting away and never lived up to his potential because he was tied down in front of a shut door. He was staring day after day at a shut door. Some of you are stuck in frustration because everything you tried keeps shutting down. You just need to thank God for every closed door because there was a reason why it stayed shut. When God shuts a door, it means you are so precious and purposeful to his grand plan that he doesn't want you to be anywhere in this season of your life where you are not effective. But God says, I now have need of you. I'm loosing you. I'm sending a messenger to you because you're no longer going to stay tied up in front of a closed door. I'm loosing you because I have more responsibility for you. It's time for you to live up to your potential. So focusing on closed doors keeps us from seeing the open doors. But I want to declare this to you. I will not allow closed doors 
to distract you from finding open doors. You need to acknowledge that the doors are to remain closed for your own good. Say to yourself, I am done wasting time. I'm going to start living up to my potential and fulfilling my God-ordained potential. Amen? Is that a word for somebody today? Shut doors are shut for a reason. But the message today is I want to expose to you the new doors, the open doors, the doors that God says that are effective and effectual. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 9 and verse 9, Paul is writing this, For a great door, an effectual door, is open unto me. And yes, there are many adversaries. Great door translates to be huge opportunities. Effectual is the same root word in the Hebrew that we get our word energy from. And yes, there's going to be adversaries and opponents. But here's what the translation of that scripture really says to us. A huge opportunity is opening before me and I'm excited and energized by the very thought of it. Yes, I'll face opposition, but I'm going through it because God has ordained this door and surely nothing will stop me. That needs to be your heart's cry today. I'm going to accept the call God has for me this new year and I will not lay low and I will not live beneath my potential. I will leave the shut doors behind and I'll begin to search out the open doors so that I can move on and do something great with my life. In 2017, the war of words caused so much division. But this is what we are declaring for 2018, that the sword of the Spirit will cut through walls of separation and cause the people to see what demonic seeds of division the enemy has sown against the church and nation. We will take advantage of the open spiritual doors to stand, unite, and shout the goodness of Christ. We will be louder and bolder than all media, Hollywood, music, and sports industries put together. Let them see us taking a knee as we seek our God. Let them hear us pledging our allegiance to God and country. We are not wasting this opportunity. We are excited and energized. And even if there are enemies at the gates, we won't back down from the doors God is opening. Revelations chapter 3 verse 8, God writes to the church of Philadelphia, the church of brotherly love, the church of a unified people that come together and work together closely. God says this, I see what you have done. Now see what I am doing. I'm opening a door before you that no one can slam shut. You don't have much strength, I know, because you have, had, you have used your strength and to keep my word. But you didn't deny me when times were tough. Here's what the word of the Lord is saying through that scripture. You have sought the Lord, and he has seen your faithfulness. In the worst situations, in the face of adversity and attacks and loss, God has seen your unwavering faith. And because of this, God declares that this year to be a year of open doors and new healings, wholeness, freedoms, and territories. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new, says the Lord. And limitations are removed, giftings are released, and a sense of accomplishment and fulfillment will take you over. 
In 2017, in 2018, this is what you are declared to do. You step away from complacency and excuses and you start getting involved. You step away from passivity and you get to action. You go away from discouragement and cross over to renewal and hope. You step away from wrong priorities and step into divine assignments. That is your mission. That is the message God is sending you. God's word declares in Isaiah 45, chapters one, verses 1 through 3. This is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. The fortress gates will be opened and never shut again. This is what the Lord says. I will go before you, Cyrus, and I will level mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze, and I will cut through bars of iron. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. There's shut doors and there's open doors. We need to begin looking for the open doors and saying, I'm not letting anything stop me from going through. I've been settled down long enough. I have simmered down long enough. I have stopped and made excuses long enough. I'm going to stop this year. I'm going to get active. I'm going to get engaged. I'm going to get enrolled. I'm going to go do more. I'm going to make a difference. That's what 2018 is for you. But 5778 is also another very important year. It is known as a sabbatical 70th year. Remember in the very beginning, I told you that number 70 was very, very important. It meant that you were coming into a time of Sabbath. In 1948, I mentioned it, Israel declared itself a sovereign independent state after it defeated the Arabs and acquired a portion of the original promised land that God had promised them 3,000 years before. 1948, Israel is born. In 1968, Israel went to war with the Egyptians for six days and won that war in six days, thereby giving them the ownership of the rest of the promised land that did not belong to them in 1948. This was promised 3,000 years ago, and God is keeping his promises. God will keep his promises to you. I don't care how old or God's promises never expire, and they're never out of date. I don't care what he's spoken to you in years past. You need to know that God's word is still as fresh and relevant today. So you, God will keep those promises. I'm saying the Israel nation of Israel and its birth and what is happening in 1948 is very important because it's important to 2018. It's been 70 years since the birth of the Israeli nation and 50 years since the righteous transfer of the finished God's promised land. 70 and 50 are important numbers when you look at it in the Hebrew uh, text and what their meanings are. The 50th year is what they call the golden jubilee. It's a year of jubilee. 50 is where... Every debt is forgiven. That you are finally released from others or things that had control over you. Any captivity of your past has to let go in the year of Jubilee. The year of Jubilee is also the year of taking back what rightfully belongs to you. 
But what is wonderful about the year of Jubilee is that it is also a do-over year. How many of you have ever, when we were kids, we would play games, football, baseball, soccer, we'd be in the yard, and naturally there'd always be some kind of flare-up where we would get upset with one another, and finally somebody would say, look, it doesn't count, let's do it over. We call it do-over, and you would just replay the play as if it had never happened. The year of Jubilee, the year of 2018, is your year of Jubilee. This is your do-over year. Everything you've done, everything you've regretted, Every, every failure you, you thought would always linger around. God says, I'm declaring this to be your year of a golden jubilee, and you will no longer be attached to what has attached itself to you. I'm releasing you, and things you lost, you're going to get back again. I don't know if it's a family member. I don't know if it's stuff, but God says others have possession, but I'm bringing it back home to you. You need to start claiming your family that are running from God. You need to say, Lord, this is my year of jubilee. This is the year of open doors, a year of new beginnings. And I thank you that you're going to give my child, my son, my daughter, my husband, my wife, my mom and dad. Lord, you're going to give them a new life and a new beginning in this new year. And finally, the doors of my family are going to come swinging wide open. This is a do-over year for you. 50 is an important number. But 70... The 70th year is significant because it's the year of sabbatical rest, the Sabbath. We all know that God rested on the seventh day after six days of creation. He rested on the seventh day. He talks about the Sabbath day and keeping it holy as one of our Ten Commandments. So the Sabbath is a very important feature to God. Here's what happens in the 70th year in a sabbatical year in the Jewish calendar. All of the efforts of the people up to this point will begin to make sense and they will begin to live off the fruits of all they have put in. Which means every effort and trial you have gone through was not in vain. But it's all going to come to a head and it's all going to make sense. And you're going to see how God has been in the mix the whole time. And now you have surplus in this year wherever God says stay rested. Don't lift a finger. Don't you do anything to the land. Don't you do anything to the houses. You need to just reap all that's happened and all that you've worked hard for. Can I tell you, your efforts are not in vain. All the trials and struggles you've gone through are not in vain. All that you've learned and gained through all this will be given back to you. It's all going to make sense this year. Somehow, God's going to show you how it adds up. A year of little effort on your part because you have passed the test and now you'll reap the rewards. This is your regrouping year. But God says, rest this year so that you'll have the strength to face the new struggles for 2019. Rest this year. Bask in his glory. Reap the rewards of all your faithfulness and all that you've done. God is going to reward you in so many different ways. But he says, while you are resting, rest up and be prepared for the struggles that are coming in 2019. I'm going to say this in closing. Of all the doors that exist, there's only one door that only you can open. God will not force this door open. He is a gentleman, and he wants to be invited in. And in all of his power, God will sit and he will wait and wait for the door of your heart to open. He's waiting for you to finally 
open the door. Revelations chapter 3, verse 20. God says this, look at me. I stand at the door and I knock. If you hear me call and you open the door, I'll come right in and I'll sit down and I will eat with you. God wants to come in and have a relationship with you. And this is your opportunity to open a door to God. God can do everything, but he won't force his grace upon you. He won't force his will upon you. He won't force his salvation upon you. You must hear him knocking and hear him calling. And you must open that door of your heart for him to come in and know him as Lord and Savior. I'm going to say a prayer with you. Those of you who are saying, man, a new year. I can't think of a better way than to start off with a new heart and a new life and a new outlook. Start off clean. This is a great time of year to come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he is standing at your heart's door. As a matter of fact, he's been knocking at your heart for the entirety of this message. And it's led to this point. Will you open your heart's door to him? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I pray for the salvation of these that are listening in this house and online. Jesus, we are ready to do some amazing things for you. And it is time for us to make a difference in our own lives. It starts with me. So, Jesus, I am praying for those whose hearts are heavy right now, and they will say, I've not lived up to my potential. I have let things get in my way. I have been focused on the wrong things. But, Jesus, I'm ready to get a brand new start for this year. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you're here today and you, you can, in your heart, feel God knocking, whispering your name, Saying, will you let me in? Will you let me come in and make things better? Will you let me come in and clean things up? Will you let me come in and do my best for you? If you hear the voice of God and the knock of God at your heart's door, no one's looking, I want you just to raise your hands real quickly right where you are. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. God's in the house. God's knocking at your heart. I want us all just to repeat this prayer as a unified body today so that no one is singled out. But those of you who raised your hands, I want you to say it with your whole heart. And we're going to keep it short and we're going to keep it simple because that's all God wants. Repeat this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I've heard your word and I hear you knocking. I open my heart's door and I welcome you in. I'm sorry for all I've done, but I'm ready to move on. Live with me, change me, so that I can change the world. I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Let's give him a hand. Those of you who raised your hands, God bless you. In just a moment, our altar prayer team will come forward, and they will pray for those who have given your heart to Jesus. They'll give you a little more information when you come and visit with them. If you just have needs in your life, whether it's physical, financial, spiritual, or just some advice, we want you to come down and see these prayer partners as well. 
But before they come, I want to give you some declarations that the Lord laid on my heart that I want you to take with you. And I know you're not going to remember this whole message and remember this, but you'll have our podcast. When you get the podcast, listen to it over and over again and begin to declare these just as I have in my own life. And then begin to pass the podcast around, telling everybody, you've got to hear this, a word from God, a fresh revelation. Here's the declarations for 2018. I declare that this is the year of doors that will open for you and before you. I declare that the door of salvation is opening this year and revival is beginning. I declare that God's new refreshing spiritual door is going to open over every home, health, family, job, finances, and goals. I declare that every door to opportunity in promotions and upgrades will swing open. I declare that the God's promises over America are now open and we are going to move into our national destiny this year. I declare that all social, racial, sexual, and political unrest will cease and find rest in the sabbatical year. I declare that many who have been spiritual toddlers will become spiritually mature. And finally, I declare that 2018 to be a year without limits. Do you receive this? Amen. Give God a hand and praise the Lord with us today.